right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And fired up today, man. We're talking more SEMA action. Uh, really cool cats in today's podcast, man. And uh, this is one of those things, man, especially when you you kind of wrap it around SEMA. What a cool event. What a wild scenario that is, man. And a lot of people talk about SEMA. And a lot of people talk about, you know, kind of the follow-up show, the PRI show, Performance Racing Industry. So, you know, if you're into the automotive thing, man, you got a couple home runs that head your way, you know, early part, late part of the fall, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, SEMA is just bigger than you can even imagine. You see, you know, a lot of non-industry folks that have never been there. You see all the pictures and the cars and the builds. But it is so massive, it's hard to even wrap your brain around. I mean, if you've ever been to one of these big convention centers, like a big one in a big city like Chicago or whatever, right, just take that. And multiply it by another one and another one and another one. And then across the street and they're all connected. And then all the hallways and the parking lots, there's people doing drifting, there's displays. It is unbelievable. It's four days and you feel like you could walk the floor up and down the aisles the entire time and probably see half of it. Yeah, man. And half the people. It's wild because we're pretty used to in our own respective cities you know, a, a convention center, whatever your convention center is, a convention center type size show, whatever that may be in your hometown. Now take that and add, you know, another convention center and then another one and then another one. Like it's got North, South, uh, you know, all these halls, West halls, North hall, South hall, Central Across hall. the street hall. Like. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And everything in between is just filled to the gills with cool cars and wild things to see, watch and witness. Uh, it's a blast, man. And for us, it's a lot about, you know, cool partnerships, seeing some cool, you know, not just bills, but talking to the industry people, which is always kind of cool, man. And we're going to get into some industry people you probably have heard of here in just a minute, but also seeing who's leading the charge in some builds. We talked Ring Brothers last time when we spoke SEMA and what cool builds they had, but there are a lot of people bringing a lot of flavors to the SEMA floor. Absolutely. Uh, so it's the people you run into, whether it's the industry types that you talk to, 
talked about or you know the celebrities they're all they're all there right all the car builders oh, yeah. and stuff that you see on tv they're all floating around it's kind of neat elbowing with those guys right the builds themselves the parts the pieces the companies um man it's like going to a, a carnival as a kid just blinking lights everywhere you know or going into the casino you know like everything's trying to grab your attention you don't know where to look what ride am i gonna hit first you know like should i get some popcorn it's it's crazy it's like a mind melt uh and you just can't get enough of it, it it's probably a, a good thing that they actually shut it down at the end of the four days because you'd probably still want to be there just dragging your ass down the carpet like so tired as heck you know walking like 50 miles but uh, it's at cool. the end of the four days, though, they do something cool. All these, all these hot rods and builds, they they just roll out of SEMA and they hit the strip. A lot of them, you know, it's wild to see, you know, a thousand hot rods just take over, a, you know, the strip in uh, in Vegas. It's it's cool, man. It's uh, you know, you have a parade out of the building. People are always like, yeah, clapping, do a burnout. Well, what's what's even you know bigger than that is you know we've seen hot rod cruises and stuff, but these are SEMA builds, you know, everything from a couple hundred thousand dollars to million plus builds. These are the ones that are like you think of being on a, a showcase only. And here they are yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of the convention center, rolling down the street, going to a huge parking lot for all the people that can't get in to come see. Right. So it's taking SEMA from inside and taking it outdoors for the general public. And, and that part is really cool. Right, man. And I love the egos you have rolling out. Like, oh, yeah? Y'all want to see a burnout? Or this car is cooler than that car. Let me just show yeah. you how. <laughs> uh, it's wild, man. It's a cool time. It's uh, it's something that really, if you're a car enthusiast, you, you got to see. A few things on that checklist, you know. Um, obviously, up in your neck of the woods, uh, the Woodward Cruise is a must-see. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. must thing to plug into. And, you know, if you ever get a chance, opportunity, SEMA, now they open it to the general public on Fridays. So the general public can come in, watch that parade out to that big massive parking lot car show that follows up. So it's just a really cool kind of, you know, way to finish up the week. And, and for a lot of people, a lot of builds, a lot of the people that are just all about SEMA and uh, the, the industry as a whole, they, they love that sort of crescendo to the week. Uh, it's definitely a flex uh, and something cool to see those cars take over the strip. Yeah, well, we got to see so many things and so many people. And I know you got to run into the one, the only Clay Milliken. Uh, yeah, drag man. racer extraordinaire. I mean, this guy's like six-time world champion. Uh, and you got to sit down and, and kind of interview him. I thought that was super cool. So maybe we switch gears a little bit. I know Clay for a long time, man. And uh, uh, we've, had, we've had some great memories in the past and a uh, great partnership in the past. So it's always cool catching up with him. But what he found is what's truly amazing. And the story behind what they found is just, yeah. it's a home run. And it's, a, it's an unbelievable car and building. The reason they're doing it uh, it's something top tier in, in my book as well to make sure that we continue to push and get out there. So what are we talking about? You're going to have to wait a second to find out. Let's take a break. We'll see you on the other side and give you the whole rundown with Clay Milliken and more. Uh, it's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we're going to see you right after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And you know, whenever you talk SEMA, it's wild, man, down any aisle, 
across any corner. You're just walking, kind of just marinating in all the coolness, just the amazing builds and what you're going to see from old school Camaros to to really factory. I rounded a quarter and I saw this and I was like, wait, there's a factory? Like stock looking 2007 GTO? You don't see that very often. Never. I'm like, hey, that yeah. car looks like... It did it for exactly from the factory, you know? And normally you don't see that on a 2007 GTO, but it is a cool hot rod, not taking anything away from that. But to see one yellow, and then to see a sign above it, down one of these aisles, and I said, CRC, we know that product well. Everybody knows that product well. Everybody uses oh, yeah. It. We, use that, we use that at home. We use it in the, in the yeah. two-guys shop. I mean, they have everything you need. <laughs> uh, and you see my speed hoodie right here. So back in the day when I did Pink Sol Out, uh, me and my boy Clay Milliken, uh, who was in the booth Clay for CRC. Yeah. Uh, we did that. If you guys don't know Clay Milliken, yeah, we, we introduced him in the beginning, but man, six-time world champion, yeah. funny car, nitro-methane, 12,000-plus horsepower. This guy's been around forever, just going faster than an astronaut, you know, going to the moon. And this guy is so Tennessee. He's, you know... He's so Tennessee, and he's so humble about it. He's like, all right, where'd it be? How you been, man? How the family? I've been, you know, just been going on fast on these hot rods, man. You know, turn it up, wick it up, you know, just hammer down. But, uh, you know, he kind of sounds like that. Uh, well, he put together something unbelievable. The story about this car, the story about how they yeah. acquired it, the story of, of how this car came to be, who he's building it with, and it's for CRC, who, you know, CRC, for those that, that know, we ran into Raquel Winger. She's the, the marketing director there. And she's, dude, she's just a blast. She's full bore into getting people excited about the trades. And wait till you see this car. Like, this was a really cool combo. And again, something you never see at SEMA. Like, to be, to be able to turn a corner and have a chance to find out info where you could win this car, you could actually go sign up and win this thing. It's amazing. No, this is really cool. I, I think you guys are going to like it. Uh, it feels good in the heart. It's cool to catch up with Clay Milliken, see the build. Like you said, there's a lot of cool twists to the story. So why don't you guys check it out here for a few minutes and we'll uh, we'll catch you on the backside of it. All right, man, welcome to it. Look, side action at SEMA 2023, man. Cool cars, crazy builds. Yeah, I love coming to the SEMA show because you kind of get a curve ahead of the bell curve, if you will, as to what the trends are, what's going on in the automotive industry and some of the crazy cool builds. but. More important, some of the crazy cool reasons that builds exist, and this is a great one. So we have my man Clay Milken. Clay and I go back long, long, long time. I've known this guy forever, man. Great guy. You know him probably as an NHRA top fuel, you know, driver, and he just kills it. And then we've got Raquel, who's I got to tell you, man, CRC. You guys know these products. We've anybody in the automotive industry has used these products. But you guys have some new stuff this year uh, out of SEMA. So tell us a little bit about some of the new stuff and. We'll get to what Clay and you guys All have right. really partnered up with. Something really cool I think you guys are going to dig. So new products, what do you got? Okay, well, our newest, well, this actually isn't a new product. It's called CRC Evapo Rust. Yeah. And it's basically a bath for removing rust. It's non-corrosive, pH neutral, um, and, and it doesn't harm paint. Yeah, this is what's really cool, man, because so imagine, like, you got some rust on some parts that, you know, you don't want to sandblast, you don't want to, degradate mm -hmm. part anyway or, or get it down and, and hurt the you know the you outside of it, the paint the yeah, stickers things it. like that right but you want to remove the rust so this is just a dip right you drop your part in comes in different sizes you can get big buckets small yep. but you've got little brackets little parts things like that easy to do and you don't have the mess of sandblasting or media blasting absolutely all right 
And so you just leave it in for a couple hours. If it's a little rust, if there's a lot, you might leave it overnight. But the new thing that we're yeah. introducing now is a, a self-contained canister okay. where you don't have to pour the the product into another container. You have you to just, ruin your Tupperware bowls in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you can just I do. <laughs> yeah, and you can just store it. Put some nuts and bolts in. It's a smaller one quart size, yeah. um, but it's great to have on your shop shelf for rusty pieces. Well, just it and makes you can sense. Use it over and over again. Yeah, something you reuse, right? And the best part is. Like you don't have to worry about all the media blasting and you don't hurt the exterior whatever it is you're doing mm -hmm. whether it's got stickers or paint or stuff like that it just gets rid of the rust so how about that you don't have to worry about rust you just dip it in walk away and go watch a movie or something mm -hmm. pretty cool there what about some other stuff because let's be honest technology has changed everything all right technology yep. you know especially in engines what they're you know those circuits tell okay i need more fuel or less fuel need more air time is off a little bit well, all this technology incorporated in engines leads to some advancement in y'all's products too, like the GDI stuff, direct injection. Yes. We all know how carbon deposits get on that. What do you have for that? Okay, well, we are offering a GDI service kit that has four products inside, an intake valve cleaner, a mass airflow sensor cleaner, throttle body cleaner, and our one tank power renew, which is a fuel yeah. um, cleaner. So with the combination of these four products, we do sell them individually, but all together, it's kind of like a powerhouse of cleaning that uh, really cleans the whole system yeah. out and uh, cleans up the carbon deposits by about 68%. Ooh, that's I mean, a bonus. let's face it, you know, the fuel that we get these days is just inherent. It brings yeah, yeah. kind of the, the carbon buildup that, mm -hmm. you know. Especially in direct injection, man. Yes, exactly. You know? When it's you know, yep. injected there, what happens, the coking goes up, gets on the valve, yep. and if you're not cleaning that off, man, you know, anybody with GDI system, they have headaches, you'll always check engine light, what is that, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, right. You gotta keep it clean. So, as far as products go, is those, those are your two main ones? You got anything oh, else? We got obviously? another one all right, that's what pretty cool. It's the CRC Smart Washer. Oh, we use that in the shop all the time, yeah. Glad you like yeah. it. It does a great job of cleaning parts, but um, the really special thing about it is that it's environmentally friendly. It's legal to use in all 50 states, even on the West Coast where the rules are a little stricter. Yeah. <laughs> but it does the job, but yeah, it, does. it does it not through harmful solvents and, and, and all that right. nasty stuff that yeah. you can't even touch and you have to wear gloves and special equipment. This is um, called bioremediating, where basically it's live microbes that eat away the, the grime and the dirt and then digest it and turn it into water and carbon dioxide. Sweet, there you go, man. Definitely need one of those. We use it all the time in and around our shop. So mm -hmm. big time help. It heats the uh, stuff up too, so that's gonna give you more cleaning power. Um, now I gotta ask this guy. This, yes. how did you get this guy in your booth and what are you doing <laughs> with Clay? Because this is, this is what's really cool. You know, building cars, something that, if you're watching this podcast or you're into this, we all love, we all have a passion for. Right, but if you're building something for a cause that can inspire other people, then you tap into something really, really cool. So, Clay, explain a little bit about what you got here. So, I can stretch this out into a really long story. If y'all know anything about me, I love talking about cars. So, I have had over a decade-long relationship with CRC with the top fuel car. Yeah. I tell people all the time, top fuel car, we may pour nitro in the tank, but it runs on CRC brake clean because every yeah. time every time you stomp on that loud pedal, you got to do an engine rebuild, yeah. which requires a lot of cleaning. We run 70 weight oil, so we need the best wow. 
hands down the best brake clean in the business, and, and it's CRC. That's yeah. not a commercial. That's a fact. Yeah, it's true. Uh, take it. From like, the, if you don't know yeah. that, you just halfway to stupid. Yeah, because <laughs> trust me, I've, I've used a lot of brake yeah. cleaner in my life, and I've been fortunate enough to work with these guys for a long time. So I'm gonna fast forward in the story a little bit to year before last. I okay. was here at the SEMA show, hanging out with my buddies from CRC. And they were asking me about a truck that I have. And a lot of you may or may not know, but I lost a son in 2015. And Jeff Lutz and I were basically turning Dalton's truck that he loved into like this epic, crazy truck. It got out of control, to be honest with you. <laughs> sometimes you know, sometimes it does, yep. especially when you get Jeff Lutz involved. Yeah. And so while hanging out with, with, with my buddies, mm -hmm. they're like, we want the truck at the SEMA show. And I'm like, uh, we've been working on this truck for over four years. I mean, it, it's a long-term car yeah. project, truck yeah. project in this case. And uh, basically they accelerated that program <laughs> and we finished the truck and had it here last year. You know, very important, passionate thing to me. Yeah, and, close and to it, your heart. Yes, yeah. and then it kind of grew, you know, the Lutz family highly involved, CRC basically pushed us like we want it we want to get it done and so it was a very passionate thing for us personally and then the moment we rolled into the SEMA show last year Raquel Julie and Lou that's three of the people that, that we worked with on the truck is named Dentley okay so, mm -hmm. so they said this Dentley project was one of the funnest things we've ever done we want to do it again. And so me and Jeff are looked at each other and it's like, well, what are we going to do? You know, and they said, it's up to you because we want, you know, the the emotions and passions you showed towards building yeah. Dentley to whatever it is. And if we tell you what to build, you may not have that. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it was up to me and Jeff to decide what we wanted to do. And so we kind of kicked it around a little bit. And we really didn't have a, a complete dead set idea until I come across the car on Facebook Marketplace and yes Yo, wait that car on facebook marketplace yeah, facebook marketplace shut up yeah 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 so shut i live up. i live near memphis so naturally the a 1300 mile gto <laughs> y'all yeah. on marketplace on marketplace on marketplace yeah on i didn't think i didn't think it was real i really <laughs> well, didn't yeah. like i was like this is not real but we had kind of found this car and I thought, man, a GTO would be pretty cool because everybody knows Jeff Lutz races a GTO yeah. on, on yep. No Prep Kings, Street Outlaws No Prep Kings. And we thought that would be pretty cool. But back to finding it on a marketplace, you know, we wanted to buy a car in the south because we don't have rust on our cars in the Tennessee area. And this kept popping up. I'm like, there's no way this is real. 1,350 miles is what the ad said. A 2006. 2017 year old car. Woo. And. I finally gave in and sent a message and long story short, I went and looked at it. It was at a We Tote the Note lot in maybe not the nicest area of town. Wow, uh, crazy. And it turns out this car come out of an estate sale. Like a buy, like a buy here, pay here type deal. Yes, right? yes, 100%. Rolls up on a GTO, a 2006 yeah. with 1,350 miles. Yeah. A 17 year old car yeah. with, with, I mean, I mean, that's driving around your driveway. I mean, pretty long driveway, but still, yeah. 1,300 miles, 17 yeah. years, man. 17 years. Yeah. It's crazy. And here's the more crazy part. Sitting right beside the car that is just on the other side of that camera right there was another one just like it. 
So as it turns out, the man who was into Pontiacs, he bought two at a time. So the Pontiac that we have with CRC is a manual shift car. Yeah. The car that was sitting beside it at this We Tote the Note lot was an automatic. This man bought his and hers, manual automatic. And so we, we elected to go with this 2006 manual shift, 1,350 mile car. Wow, such a yeah. low mileage car for 17 years old. Just, just taking that car alone, sticking it in a corner, right, oh, yeah. would be a hell of an investment for yeah. anybody, right? 100%. I mean, that, that's unheard of, 1,300 yeah. miles. Yeah. That's insane. So you found, did you get bought, did you buy no, both no, of them? No, 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 I mean, I might as well just be honest. <laughs> we're, we're friends, right? Yeah, yeah, We're friends. Yeah. It was way out of our budget, you know, of what we needed to spend to start a SEMA bill. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so we all discussed it. I mean, when I say we, me, Jeff, Raquel, Lou, I mean, yeah. it was like, this is an expensive car. Yeah. But it's a brand new car. It's a brand new car. Right. Yeah. A 17 year old brand I think new car. Some, some of the plastic was still on. So when you open the door, even right this moment, you open the door where it says Pontiac right there, it still has the plastic over the top of it from, from brand new. Mm -hmm. It smells brand new. It smells brand new. <laughs> yeah, it really it's does. Gorgeous. So we discussed it and we, we got to get to the point of what the car was built for. And yeah. this is why CRC elected Let's Buy This Car is this car. It's gonna do some cool things after it leaves here, but it's going yeah. to make its way to Meekum Auction next year in May, correct? Correct, yeah. yes. In May, where CRC is going to auction this car and all the proceeds are going to go to 10 scholarships funds for young people working with their hands. This is so cool. So, Which goes back to the passion side for me and Jeff. Yeah. When we found that out, you know, we picked the car, kind of all passion to match Jeff's car, and then we knew it was for young people. Well, anytime so, you have Clay Milliken, Jeff Lutz, right? Anytime you have those guys, you know the car, right? It's got to be some cool hot rod. A GTO yeah. fits that, yeah. all right? Yeah. Low production numbers, real rare. Only made them a couple years, yeah. right? And then you guys put a supercharger on it, yeah. put some bells and whistles, crazy cool suspension. Yeah. Like the thing looks nasty, and they kept every single stock piece all tagged, bagged, and, and yep. locked oh, up. Yeah. So that goes yep. with the car as well. Yep. So they're getting probably a you know, somewhere 550, 600 horsepower, I'd say easily. At the tire. Pro yeah, at the tire, right? You're getting a nasty little hot rod on the streetcar version, right? Yep. And you have something that is a great investment. So somebody's gonna be able to buy this car, all that money goes back to help with yep. scholarships, missing yep. scholarships. Yep. So that's just an, an, an amazing way to inspire people to, yep. let's be honest, college for a lot of people, it's a waste of time and money. You know, you know how many people went to college? Not me. Right? Business, yeah. business program or whatever. I, I went right. three years, never finished it, right? Because yep. I was working in the industry that I was going to college for. So I was like, well, college was behind it. But when you inspire people to get into trades, man, that's that's a way to open up so many doors, whether it's, you know, HVAC, plumbing, electrician, carpenter, framing, obviously diesel and automotive technicians, mm -hmm. hot industry to get into, crazy high demand. Ask any mechanic shop. What's the number one problem they have? Getting good work, getting people in there yep. to turn wrenches, yep. right? So there's a big demand for that. And there's Absolutely. big money in the trades, yeah. big money. And yeah. you'll never have to worry about hunting a job ever. I mean, right. whether it's auto mechanics, wiring houses, like say HVAC, whatever it is, those jobs are out there and it pays good money. And yeah, heck, if you've got a little bit of want to, you you can just go in business for yourself and yeah. work for yourself, yeah. you know? And, and I always tell people, look, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. and, exactly. And, and this is one of those things, you, with with the career path of 
anything in the trade industry, you you make your own career path. As much yeah. as you want to work, much as you want to dive in, yeah. you can own your own business, you can start as an apprentice. It's amazing how far you can take that that career path, you know? Yeah. Decades, right? Own your own business and you're set for life. And obviously that's what we were talking about. Like when's the last time you seen a high school with a shop class? Right? right. Yeah. We were talking about that before. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like right. my kids, uh, they never had shop, yeah. which shocked me. I had shop. We had to learn metalworking, yeah. printing, yeah. all that stuff, which exposed me and my classmates to other trades that we never would have known about yeah. if, if we hadn't learned right. about it in school. Yeah. Anyway, my kids didn't get that because they don't offer yeah, shop don't offer in public yeah, schools man. anymore. And that's such a cool thing because, let's be honest, we're in dire need of skilled trades people, whether, yeah. you know, pick your profession, but really there's a big demand for them. Yeah. They can't kick them out of trade schools fast enough and get them into jobs because yep. there's so many people right out of the school like, hey, yep. come work for us, come, come work come for to us. Work. So come obviously to work. 10 scholarships, that's a big time hell. Yep. So tell me a little bit more about that. So you're selling the car, Mecham yep. in, Indy, right. in, in Indy. Indianapolis. And the, there's another key element in here okay. is that we're partnered with the Tech Force Foundation, okay. which their whole mission is to let kids know that there's an alternative to college. And it's kind of like a, a hub where people can join the community nice. and get connected with what schools are out there and more importantly, the scholarships that are yeah. available. So these people, they know what they're doing with uh, awarding scholarships. So we've been, uh, CRC has been supporting them for, for many years. And Sweet. so this year now we're having them administer all the scholarships yeah. for That's us. That's cool. Yeah. So, so 10 people are going to get a scholarship courtesy of what you and Jeff have built. Created. Oh, no, it's just, and, 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 and obviously, yeah, yeah it's CRC, but and that's the cool be. part of those 10 scholarships, and this, this is kind of cool for me because on our top fuel car, everybody always talks about the clutch, the clutch, the clutch right, for right. the top fuel car. Well, One of the most have, important things there is <laughs> yeah. on the top fuel car. And we have a young lady, tech school herself, that does the clutch on the car. Not only does she drive, do the clutch, she drives the big truck to the races. And of these 10 scholarships that CRC is, is funding, three of them are dedicated to young ladies, which Whoa. I think is awesome. Yeah. I, I will be the first to admit, Kaylin Simmons is this young lady's name. I was a little nervous about <laughs> bringing a young lady into a top fuel pit area where you've got you know eight other guys, and we yeah. all know how guys are in the yeah. shop. Yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I would take 10 more just like her because she just gets in there, gets the work done, and I'm excited that some of this funding is going towards young ladies. That's I really, awesome. really am. Well, let's know? be honest. It's got to be proud for you guys yes. as, a, as a team to yeah, pull off something yeah. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And just all the collaboration yeah. and bringing people in. Like, we brought in Bogey and Emily to help yep. nice. on, yeah. on the build as well. So. We wanted to do, we've actually been documenting the whole build on crcbuildforthefuture.com where wow, you can see cool. it yeah. from when Clay found the car. Yeah. We wanted to demonstrate how rewarding and fun it can be to work on yeah. the cars and working together. Um, this is what we want with the trades and with, with the yeah. kids getting yeah. involved and well, that sort of it's thing. It's such a, it's, it's gotta be wild to be growing up right now and try to figure out and navigate all the nonsense and what do you want to do? I want to be an influencer. I want to do this on social media or I want to do something like this. When it comes to trades, what's great about that is that instant, you call it gratification or being able to build something with your hands, know you got all this 
time and effort and energy into it. Man, when you can sit back, stand back 100 feet, 1,000 feet and see something you created like this, you know, drive down the road or perform or rip the tires off and be like, yeah, we did that, yeah, you know? Yeah, Most people real. can't sit back and look at what they created and, and built and, you know, think of something like that. Like, yeah, we did this hands-on from the ground up. And it's such a cool feeling of, of you know, just self-worth maybe. Sense yeah. of just accomplishment. Like, man, yeah, yeah, big sense of yeah. accomplishment yeah. and what you're able to do and to get other people inspired and motivated to do that and especially get them in trades. Look, you don't have to do that four-year college deal. Yeah. Uh, just know there's there's a path out there for you and trades really something that a lot of people need to look into because you never know, man, what you might find that fuels your passion and boom. You're off to the yep. races. Exactly. Literally to the races. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Clay, Raquel, great team, great effort, great showing. I mean, look at the people around it. It's yeah. uh, obviously, uh, it's worked well, man. Congratulations it's, it's on all of it. It's eye candy, to be sure. Yeah. Keep on doing what you guys are doing, man. All great right. to see you. Great right, seeing you, too. Thank you all so right. much. You guys yeah. take care, man. Thank right. y'all. We'll be live from SEMA, man. See you guys in a few. All right, and there you have it, Kevin. How cool is that, man, to find a, a pair of like new GTOs. They only got one of them, but he, I know I know Clay good enough that he was contemplating going back and getting that other one. But, <laughs> man, a pair of GTOs turned up a little bit, wicked up a little bit, still emissions legal and ready to rock. That's a collector's item, man. That's a legit car. Yeah, that was a sleeper way back when. Like everybody who knew the car, right, knows that it's basically like an Australian yeah. Camaro. You know, but they were just smooth lines. They didn't quite stand out, but man, you throw a blower under the hood, you know, you get some sticky tires on it. Uh, you get the good brake package and Absolutely. man, you got yourself, like I said, a little screamer, but in a sleeper package. Um, and they didn't make them long, you know? Two years, dude. I think the GTOs and those Chevy SS's are a yep. couple cars that really down the road, People want to get a good investment because they can still find them fairly affordable. Uh, that's going to be a big money car if you're looking to stick something in your garage that's going to grow in wealth. I think that's a couple home runs right there. Absolutely, because they're full-on capable. They're legit hot rods, and they didn't pop at the beginning. Um, and if they made millions and millions of them, you might not really care, but they only made a certain amount, yeah. and that makes them rare and interesting and unique. And, yeah, that, that's going to be a and great you know, pickup for somebody. Yeah, man. And other rare cars that we saw at SEMA. All right, think about one of the rarest cars, rarest rides you saw out there. Think about the ones that you uh, you didn't expect to see. Like, there's one that sticks out in my mind I completely didn't expect to see. A couple mergers Same. of technology. Uh, we'll dip into SEMA here in just a second. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we'll see you after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And man, oh man, we're talking SEMA. SEMA is a must-go-to show. And believe it or not, hey, if you're just out there thinking, man, I'd never go to SEMA. They've opened it up to the general public on Fridays. So there's an excuse to book a trip to Vegas next year for SEMA. And if you think that's not enough reason to go to Vegas, there's a lot of other stuff in Vegas to go to see, you know, as well. So bundle it all <laughs> yeah. up and go have some the fun. The Spear. How crazy was the spear when you first saw it? Oh wow, yeah. And and um, my sister-in-law and her her boyfriend went to the U2 opening. Oh wow, twice. Okay. Yeah, and I almost went on that Friday, Thursday or Friday. I just couldn't pull it off. 
uh, they win again. So they, I got to see all their videos and pictures from the inside of that sphere. Wow. Pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, it is amazing, man. Crazy technology coming to a city near you. But right now it's in Vegas. Another reason to go there and check it out. So uh, I got to ask, man, when you're walking around SEMA, did you notice any trends or what were things that stuck out in your mind? Because I noticed one or two trends. Um, one interesting is I think it's a, it, it, what we saw a few years ago was a foreshadowing of what's occurring now um, that I want to talk to you about. Uh, but for you and your engineering eyes, what did you see as a trend in SEMA All versus right. like a, a specific car? So one of the big trends... Uh, and we've seen one onesie twosies uh, in the past is a lot of car built with carbon fiber, right? A carbon fiber this or a carbon fiber that. And, you know, what I saw is that that's starting to become more of a trend. Like, I think you're going to see at the SEMA level and at the high dollar level, carbon fiber cars. So, for example, uh, is it Finale Speed? Chris Jacobs from Overholland and everything else, uh, he's kind of teamed up with those guys uh, and they are developing or they're selling uh, custom built, you know, first gen Camaros and chargers all in carbon fiber. They had one there like uh, paint wise where literally you could see the whole car essentially like in clear and you could see the carbon fiber right. and then the racing That's stripes. That's the orange one. Yeah, the racing yeah. stripes, uh, like orangish, you could see like almost a candy see-through color and the carbon fiber under it. And I'm telling you, the work was impressive. And they're going to just spit these things out with real titles built from real cars, you know, but carbon fiber cars, not a door, not a hood, not a deck lid, the whole dang thing. Yeah, it's amazing. I just, for me, man, that's a... Uh... That's a, a door ding that's just too costly to fix. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine <laughs> I if don't you bump yeah. somebody in with that thing. Like, how are you going to fix that? Because once it's cracked and fractured, it's forget about it. That's going to be yeah, interesting, once, man. Yeah, maybe a door, you replace the whole door. Yeah. But, I mean, then you got to just blocking and aligning. Uh, but, man, what, what happens when you get hit in the quarter panel? Yeah. You know? Uh, so that'll be interesting. Well, um, you know, when you paint a car... And you can fill all that stuff in, right? You can stitch glass, you can build up behind it, but trying to get that perfect carbon fiber look after it's been smashed on a unibody, that's got to be tricky. Because there was another one too, uh, Z-Rods. Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. see that C10? Yeah. yeah I mean, it was a badass. You think C10 pickup truck. Uh, this oh. thing was full race car. C10 race car, you know, custom chassis, but all carbon fiber body, lots of carbon fiber details. Yeah, but, it's you know, then tube chest tube uh roll cage and features and suspension and the power to rate ratio on these things now with the carbon fiber bodies become it becomes so unbelievable man they become you know uh they become that import ratio or supercar ratio or you know just a super light muscle car or pickup for that matter and you put all the performance and chassis and you know big horsepower torque numbers underneath it all of a sudden man you got a real viable race car, mm -hmm. uh, track car, whatever you want to do, in a in an in an outfit that looks such sleeper status. It's got such it looks so docile, and you know who would have guessed a C10? You think they're kind of heavy, not necessarily who the best suspension uh, on a C10. Who thinks race car? Yeah, yeah. But if you think about most race cars, they're fully caged, and by the time you have a fully caged car and structure underneath, right? You don't need 
any other structure and all that steel, right? Any kind of unibody or front and rear subframe type of car, there's all that steel in there trying to give you that required safety and stiffness. So turn that into a thin carbon fiber layer and you got yourself a rocket. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's gonna, that's a cool trend for people that can afford that. That's big, man, uh, and definitely something. To <laughs> that watch. won't be my trend, uh, but I'll you know I'll enjoy looking at it, checking right, it out man. on the tracks, you know, ripping it up. All right, um, you, you know impressive. what I, you know what I noticed that was kind of, um, I think uh, a follow up on what we noticed a few years ago. Remember a few years ago, man, um, you brought your BMW, uh, and it really was I, I think at the beginning of that wide body phase. Uh, when I saw mm -hmm. your BMW there, which is several years ago. And if you recall, for years after we saw your BMW, we saw how big that wide body trend was was yeah. exploding. But we saw people that were really taking just crude ways of fastening fender flares or wheel flares. <laughs> and just, I mean, we saw sheet metal screws just in, you know, wheel flares and fender flares in some SEMA shows. And we were like, nobody sees this. <laughs> um, but I think now the wide body thing has probably calmed a little bit, or at least the the interpretation of how it's incorporated into the build. They look a lot more flowing. The easy way, the bolt-on fender yeah, flare. Yeah, the bolt-on stuff and that strapping a fender flare on to get a wide body look is dead. I think incorporating it into the structure, into the flow and the fluidity of, the, of your car and design, I think that's where the wide bodies have gone and you see yeah. that in a lot of applications. So no longer are they just bolting on fender flares to get that wide body look. It's incorporated in the ebb and flow and the tapestry of the car they're creating. Still a lot of bolt-on glass and other options, but they've, sure. like you said, they, they fit the design, the shape. They, they've got more, they got more design time and character into them. Uh, and, and it makes sense. Like when I brought mine, it was all hand-formed steel, fenders and quarters. And there's hundreds and hour, hundreds of hours shaping and building, and it's tough. Um, but again, with the fad growing, all of a sudden you had, I, I call it semi-generic fender flares, you know, that you could modify or, or, you know, companies would shape them to fit on different vehicles, but they all looked very similar and they all kind of screwed on, clamped on, bonded on, and just yeah. like you said, eh. But the progression would be, hey, I can do the same process and mine's going to look better than yours and mine's going to look better than theirs. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, man, you're seeing a progression of competition to see, you know, ease of install, which again, we've talked about makes pretty anemic cars with some flares, some tire size and a motor swap or boosted, yeah. right. Could really turn a, a, you know, something pretty lame to something pretty wicked fast. So, and, and, and that parlays into, into the next question is, um, what did you see as a, as your standout build? Obviously, you know, a lot of cool Mustangs, a lot of cool, you know, cool cars in every shape, form of fashion and every era and so forth. Um, but what did you see that was wild for you? Um, and, and what did you see as far as technology is incorporated in cars? Cause there's a couple of standouts for yeah, me too. Yeah. I always struggle because, uh, I see a, a really amazing build and I'm like, boom, that's it. And then I walk like 30 feet over this direction and I'm like, Oh my God, look at this one. And then it just, by the end, you're like, <laughs> yeah. they all get lost in amazingness. Um, but there was yeah, a couple of competitions. Yeah. No doubt. You, you get, you get some immunity built up for, you know, classic badass 69 Camaros, right. Or, or what you see more than one of, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's some insulation in the fact that everywhere you turn, 
uh, there's a, a badass cool car that you know you've only dreamt about having. Sure, um, yeah, it does. It, it does make it tough. But uh, it, any wild ones, oh wows, that really kind of caught your eyes and, and attention. Two on either end of the spectrum that were just you know great to to look at and absorb was the C10 carbon fiber C10. Sorry, the C10 carbon fiber one. Uh, just how it's built turned into a race car. So that's one end of, let's say, a high-end build, right? A lot of hours, a lot of precision. And then you go on the other end, and there was several like both, but the other end would be like Andy Leach, used to work for a Troy Chapagne at Rad Rides. Years and years ago, man, he has been killing it in the whole like Autorama circuit and winning awards. Uh, you know, and he had a Grand Cherokee, I think it was, an older one. And, you know, these guys, when they have enough budget, you know, they're making the trim pieces like we talked about with the Ring Brothers, just out of, out of billet, billet and like just so many things in the gauges and every piece is made, but it doesn't look like a billet part you buy from, you know, the off the shelf aftermarket company X or Y. It's all just super graceful, like from the factory, but finished as if it came from like a Rolls Royce, you know? So there was two ends of the spectrum for me, like the stripped down race car, all like high-tech materials and then the endless fabrication details beautification of enhancing some cool old retro-y ride you know yeah how about you I, I got one that specifically stuck out um so you probably if you were following up SEMA you probably have seen the Mercure yeah for some yeah, reason yeah. that was a hot car a lot of photos a lot of people on that car but right up from that there was a there was a combination of an AMG Mercedes and a BMW. What? And man, I thought that thing was unbelievable. It had the badass, like, supercharged AMG engine, um, but the car uh, was molded and, and welded into a, into a BMW. Um, or I may have that vice versa. I may have that flipped. But it, it was just... It was an ungodly, it looked like a, huh. you know, open wheel racer because it had some tire exposed to it, but it had the Mercedes front end, um, but it was a BMW. Uh, it was just a wild, wild car. And one that I thought was just, wow, what a cool marrying of, of technology in that build. And it's all over photos of SEMA as well. You'll see it if you go looking. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. All the different ideas and creativity. Sometimes you think you've seen it all and nope, you turn the corner and there's completely different discombobulated put together reshaped rethought combination yeah. after all these years of cutting and rewelding and re swapping and you name it there's just more ideas out there it's just fantastic man no doubt uh and speaking of seeing it all you can see it all on our show which airs weekends on motor trend tv and also a uh, motor trend plus which is their streaming format make sure you check it out there um, and as far as guests goes, well, it was just us and our imaginary friends today. So I hope you enjoyed a little catching up on SEMA and the cool things that we saw, watched, and witnessed there. Uh, thanks to our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Burton. I'm Willie B for the Two Guys Garage podcast. And don't forget, we got a website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us. We're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, this Two Guys Garage podcast is copyrighted 2024, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. All right, funny follow-up question. Would you ever build another car for SEMA? Yes or no? Just yes or no. 
Would you ever build another car? You know, I, I, you, you fantasize and you love it because you love building things. You love really putting your all into it. But the bar just keeps moving. The budgets keep moving. Like I, I was talking to a, one builder who built a really amazing machine. He said his budget was 1.2 million. And then he's looking at his competition and said, man, I just don't have enough budget to compete with these guys. And I'm like, <laughs> ask, know, ask like, me, ask me. All right, would you ever go back and no, build no, another car? No, not a chance. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> Bucket list it is check. Brutal. I mean, when you have a, yeah, when you have a customer and they're paying you all these hours, sure. Yeah. The more the merrier, you know, and you got all your buddies can split it up. But man, doing an entire build by yourself in your garage, right at that level is tough. That's yeah. a reach. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You guys take care. We appreciate your time. And we'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Take care, guys. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.